Hello there. Welcome to Let's Get Sexy, the podcast where it's me reading an erotic story and it's you listening to it. We've been reading Lesbian Slave Island by author Fit and Trim. It's a story I found on literotica.com and we're all the way to the last chapter, which is currently published. It's chapter 18 and chapter 18 is a heck of a chapter. I can see that it is 11.9 thousand words which is enormous compared to previous chapters. So I think this is probably going to be three-parter, maybe even a four-parter. But let's briefly go through some of the stats. It's got a 4.58 rating, which means it's a hot chapter. It's labelled with a red H. It's had 16.2 thousand views, which is quite a lot less than previous chapters. I'm not sure why that is, because I thought we were on an upward trajectory in terms of viewers. It's had 19 likes, and there are three comments at the end, but we're going to have to wait quite a long time to get into those comments. To recap on last time, we had the first of the one-on-one lovemaking sessions, and that one was between Gabriella and Lisa. Gabriella, of course, is the housekeeper who invited her daughter and her daughter's friend to get involved in the sex slave gang. And it seemed like Lisa had a really nice time with Gabriella. There was a lot of lovemaking, quite compassionate, quite nurturing, quite wholesome in a lot of ways, I thought. Of course, there was a little bit of erotic torture, but that was mostly enforced by Helen when she was in the room. Once Gabriella and Lisa were alone, they actually had quite a vanilla time. And I say that within the context of this story. I think it was vanilla, given some of the things that Lisa has had to endure. I imagine this was probably one of the nicer times for her. She finally got to have an orgasm. Gabriella was very clean to eat Lisa out, and of course the favour was returned. And they ended up falling asleep in each other's arms, which is a quite a nice way to end. Even if Lisa was still handcuffed with her hands behind her back. Gabriella was quite upfront about her feelings towards Lisa seems like for Gabriella, Lisa is far more than just a toy, and she even questioned whether she might be falling for Lisa. Perhaps some girlfriend competition for Helen. But I guess we'll soon see what the impact of that night of passionate, almost romantic lovemaking has on Lisa and on the other inhabitants of the island once they find out what went down. I think that's enough recapping though, that's essentially what happened last time in brief. So without any further ado, let's get on with Lesbian Slave Island, chapter 18, and I'll mention quickly the subtitle for this chapter is Gloria Takes Total Control of Me, Their Naked Slave. So imagine we're going to see a similar scenario, this time with Gabriella's daughter Gloria. As I mentioned, this is a long chapter, so we're going to split it up into a few different parts, and I hope you enjoy part one of chapter 18. When I woke up, I found I was alone in the bedroom. My hands were no longer bound behind. I was simply naked. Even the nipple tag was off. No sheet covering me, I luxuriously stretched, smiling. The lovemaking with Gabriella left me a warm feeling. I felt closeness and positive, safe emotions. I lay face up, loving the warm sunshine and ocean breezes that the open window allowed into the room. I smelled coffee 
and heard soft chatter. Helen cracked open the door and peeked in. I gave her a grin and slid off the bed. She smiled warmly back. How did you sleep? she asked. Oh, I feel wonderful. Very well, thank you, I said. Helen's eyes moved up and down, clearly enjoying my nudity. Even though I had been more than naked for a while, I blushed, momentarily self-conscious. I started turning sideways to avoid full frontal nudity and move my arms in, but quickly recovered and decided to do the opposite. I turned back towards Helen and stretched. Helen stepped in and hugged me. We kissed briefly until Helen stepped back. She looked down at my perky, hardening nipples. Your night with Gabriella doesn't seem to have diminished your libido, she said. I smiled coyly and shook my head, biting my lip. It was wonderful, and my orgasms were bliss. But simply being naked now, and being with you, has me feeling it. Helen smiled and kissed me gently, lovingly. Gabriella told us that you both had explosive orgasms. I nodded, blushing a little. Sasser's recommending that we be extra strict with you today because you had an orgasm relief last night, and Gloria has been studying on the internet. Wow, she has some incredible ideas for you. It'll be her night with you, so we are letting her also take the lead sometimes today. She is so very excited about the things she wants to do with you, and to you. My smile vanished for a moment, but then I imagined more of my sex slave dreams coming true, and bravely smiled again. Helen grinned and touched the tip of my nose with one finger. You sexy little thing. You're actually happy about that, she said. I nodded, still smiling, though Helen noted that my smile was of a different quality now, still genuine, but my eyes revealed eager lust, and my lips a trace of trepidation. Gloria, her mother and Sasser are sitting at breakfast on the veranda. Stefania went home and will be back by midday. Gloria and Sasser have been building on one another's ideas. They're having fun and being creative, and they think you're the most exciting toy of all time, said Helen. I smiled happily at that. Helen paused and looked into my eyes, her expression changing from smiling to serious. They want to get right into it right away, harsh and humiliating, forcing you to know you are what you wanted to be, an utterly dominated, totally and truly owned slave, totally property. My heart quickened and tightened, but my loins moistened. Helen continued, Some of the ideas seem too cruel to me at first thought. Maybe a better word might be hard. I wouldn't do them to you. I hope you can handle it all. Don't forget, you have your safe word, and I love you. We smiled into one another's eyes. I happen to know that they are all falling for you too. I am nervous, Helen, my owner, I mean, and I mean, okay, I am a little scared. But I also softly admitted to Helen that this is still my dream, even though now it's real. I crave to experience such things in reality as a really owned sex slave. It's okay, Lisa, I mean, my slave. Gabriella and I are watching you for your safety, but everyone understands the contract. When Stefania arrives, I'll review it again with all of them. I nodded, smiling. So, are you ready? It will start as soon as you walk out there, Helen said as she caressed my shoulders. I paused. It would be helpful to have a coffee and breakfast first. And a shower, I said. Helen nodded, and to my pleasant surprise, she said, and at least a few more gentle moments. You had some with Gabriella, I heard. That's good. Helen smiled, and we luxuriated in long, romantic kisses. Helen oversaw my very quick shower, smiling as she warned me not to masturbate, and to hurry.
I admitted to Helen that I would like simply to sit at the table like a regular person, relax, chat, sip coffee and enjoy the ocean view. Helen smiled with sympathy, caressing my arms. From what I heard, that definitely won't be happening, she said. I felt sorry for myself then, to the point my eyes became misty. Helen kissed me. Let's go, she said. We walked hand in hand out into the sunshine of the veranda, where Gabriella, her daughter Gloria, and Helen's sister, Sasa, sat at the table. I was suddenly self-conscious of my nudity, even though they'd seen me naked and dripping sex juices. In fact, Gloria and Stefania have never, ever seen me wear any clothes. Everyone else was nicely dressed. Gloria's navy blue short sleeveless romper especially caught my eye. I was suddenly very attracted to her. It thrilled me that I was the only one naked, yet I felt nervous and still sorry for myself. I smiled and thanked them for making my dreams come true, then I asked them if I may relax with them at the table for just a little while, just for coffee. Sasser and Gloria looked at me sympathetically, and Gabriella stared into her coffee uncomfortably. Sasser began to explain. Slave, she said. The mere use of the word slave to speak to me instead of my name or any term of endearment already signalled how different I'd become from them, regular free people. I was owned. I was property. Sasa continued, All we've talked about are the many ways we will play with you today, and we've been waiting. We allowed you to sleep in, only because of the energy you'll need today, she said. Sasa paused, thinking. Slave, we had a discussion over whether the slave had too much of a kind and luxurious time overnight. Gabriella defended herself by mentioning that I had my wrists bound behind me the whole time. Helen added, it's okay, even good for the slave, to experience bonding of the emotional kind with her mistresses and owners. There was a silence. Sasa pointed to the stone tiles of the floor of the veranda. Her fingers then made a crawling-type motion, and her other hand pointed at her feet. I felt very sorry for myself at that moment. I had wanted a momentary break from all the subservience, to sit, relax, and chat as friends. I even wanted to take a break and wear something, a break, just a brief one from being the only one always naked, from being so submissive. I glanced at Helen, miserable. Helen looked at me sympathetically, but did not speak. Gloria seconded Sasser's command by also pointing at the floor. She smiled into my eyes warmly, but nodded, and then with a quick raise of her chin, I instantly understood the wordless command. Get onto the floor, pronto. Gloria then spoke more sternly than I had expected, given that she had just provided a warm, kind, and encouraging facial expression. Slave girl, the hesitation in obeying was not good. You are to obey commands instantly, especially from Sasser and Helen who own you, she said. Sasser smiled at Gloria, and Helen raised her eyebrows in surprise. Gloria continued. I am only your mistress now, but I hope soon to earn full shared ownership rights of you, along with the beautiful sisters. Gloria smiled when she saw the pleased reactions of Helen and Sasser. I realised they were all in agreement. I found myself staring just a little longer than usual at Gloria, so beautiful in her sleeveless blue romper. As I crawled towards Sasser's feet, I wallowed in the self-pitying thought that I was being extra humiliated now and thought I just could not handle this 24-7 all the time for months to come. I was a human who needed a break now and then too. But as I licked and kissed Sasser's pretty, sandaled feet, I felt that arousal build again. I felt the air on my skin. I imagined eyes on my raised, naked derriere. I felt the tingle in my loins. 
I remembered that I was fortunate to be on this beautiful island with these beautiful women, who had enthusiastically joined in making my fantasy a reality, already more than I could have hoped for. I had wanted to experience the full reality of the fantasy, true sexual bondage and discipline, utter submission totally owned for real. Their ordering me to the floor to humiliatingly obey and crawl naked, to submissively lick their feet, despite my momentary desire to slip into pre-fantasy freedom, even if only for breakfast, aligned with my desire to know the experience of being truly owned and treated like a sex slave. Yes, I consoled myself, this dominance by my owners and mistresses meant I really was an owned sex slave. I also thought that my not being allowed to sit as an equal meant they wanted this fantasy too, and that they were aroused by me. They were into my being their naked sex slave. I was owned and cherished. This quick change of perspective kicked off a jolt of arousal. With sudden feelings of gratitude, I licked and kissed Sasser's feet with fervour and passion. Sasser cooed. Oh, good slave. I was proud of this praise. Inspired, I began to make long, languorous licks from her toes almost to her knees. I nibbled on the leather of her sandals and animalistically gnawed on her shin with my teeth. Of course, in a gentle way. Wow, whispered Gabriella. Sasser ordered me to do the same for Gloria. I glanced up at Sasser, who nodded and smiled, and patted me on the head. Good slave, Sasser reassured me. I want more of that later. She winked, and I smiled back. I felt arousal as I blushed with humiliation, crawling naked onto Gloria's bare feet. Gloria and I shared a smile before I lowered my face to her toes, which I gently kissed and sucked. Other than a cup of coffee clinking on a saucer, the ocean and the birds, the only sound was my licking and kissing. I had an idea as my arousal grew. I swallowed as much of Gloria's foot as I could get into my mouth, pumping it as if it were a dildo, continuing pumping even after I was gagging and my eyes were tearing. Then I licked and loudly kissed my way up her smooth, luscious leg. I boldly continued to her perfect thigh, licking and kissing, pressing my chest into her knee. I felt her pretty knee on the insides of my breasts. I loved the skin-to-skin -skin contact. I was glad she did not scold me for going so high. I decided not to go higher, though I longed for her upper thigh, and to feel the edge of her romper, so I dropped to start on the other foot. Sasa said, Lisa, you are so sensuous. Uh-oh, wow, that was hot, marvelled Gloria. You've got me tingling. I was surprised to hear my name used when Sasa spoke, and it embarrassed me. I realised then I preferred to be called the slave, or slave, so I could drop my identity in society and take on the identity of being the total and full sexual slave. I glanced at Helen, thinking I'd speak with her later on this topic. Gabriella, applying her nutritional awareness, mentioned, The slave needs water. We should all start our mornings with water. Gabriella started pouring water from a pitcher into a glass. Sasser intervened to empty the glass into a shallow bowl. Gabriella smiled at Sasser as she placed the bowl on the patio floor. I glanced at Helen, who nodded. I crawled to that bowl, and without using my hands, I lapped at the water. Gloria, enjoying the view from behind, praised my perfect, tight butt. I blushed again, feeling the ocean breeze on my exposed and widened anus. Helen gestured and encouraged Gloria to enjoy my derriere. Next, as I lapped the water, I felt Gloria's hands caressing my rear. Mmm, that felt so nice. Gloria calmly observed, The slave's butt is just perfect. It's just perfection. 
It was difficult to lap water from the bowl, as I felt her hands exploring and caressing my entire derriere. I felt her hands move more and more into the interior of the cheeks. My face wet, I gasped when Gloria's fingers began gently exploring the area near my open anus. Strangely, my main thought was that I was relieved I had taken the time to thoroughly clean it while in the shower. Gabriella kneeled to caress my hair. I stopped lapping water to moan as Gloria's finger went into my anus. Sasa placed a bowl of strawberries next to the water. I eagerly bit into the largest one on top. Strawberry juice flowed down my chin. Sasa advised me to eat the whole strawberry, including the part with its leaves. I glanced up at Gabriella, our faces close. She nodded. It's okay to eat the leaves, she smiled lovingly. I hungrily ate more strawberries before the bowl might be taken away. My lips and chin were wet with strawberry juice. Grabbing strawberries with only my lips and teeth was awkward, and for the strawberries at the bottom of the bowl, I used my tongue to press them against the sides and lift them high enough to bite them. I felt air, sunshine, hands and fingers on my exposed derriere and anus. I imagined their eyes on my anus. Blushing, I continued to eat until every strawberry was gone. Hands left rear as I raised my torso, knees wide for stability and to show myself. That's when I noticed that a stool was mounted with a vertical phallus. Sasa saw the direction of my gaze and smiled and greeted me with a Hello, sexy slave. I couldn't help but smile back. Sasa's happy and pretty face, her blue eyes looking into mine, triggered an auto-response of love and happiness. Sasa then wordlessly pointed to the stool. I looked at my owners and mistresses, feeling self-pity. I was heartened by Gabriella's smile. Not just any smile, a loving smile with sparkling eyes. I again couldn't help but smile back, remembering our special intimate moments alone. I glanced at Helen as I stood and stepped towards the stool. Helen encouragingly smiled and nodded. Blushing, four pairs of eyes watching me closely, I raised one leg to mount the stool, then realised lubrication would help. So I bent to spit on and swallow the dildo, sliding up and down, spitting more. I felt it odd that Gabriella chose that moment to ask if I had slept well. Before I could answer, Sasa said, She must have. It's 9.30. I nodded. Yes, mistress, I slept very well. I smiled warmly at Gabriella, but had to return my attention to mounting the phallus. I felt rather miserable suddenly. I realised that I wanted a break and to just eat breakfast with them, relax and chat. Instead, I had already addressed Gabriella as mistress, not using her name after our wonderful intimacy last night, and before I'd had enough to eat or drink, I was getting onto a stool and inserting the tip of a dildo into my bare, shaved vagina as all of them watched. And they were comfortably sitting in chairs at the table, nicely dressed, and all had eaten a fine breakfast with coffee. In contrast, I was the only one naked, and getting onto a stool that was higher than the tabletop. I was on display. I thought to myself, what have I gotten myself into? Can I really take this 24-7 for months? They are not giving me any breaks. Gabriella stood and walked over to me to hand me a cup of water. Sasa scolded her for letting me grab the cup. Gabriella frowned briefly at Sasa, but nodded and smiled, taking the cup back and letting me sip from it. Gloria smiled triumphantly with an idea. There's another way the slave can drink, announced Gloria, as she stood, gulped her own water and stepped over to me. Her cheeks were puffed. I realised she had not swallowed her water. Gloria inserted a finger between my lips, and I got the message to open wide as Gloria's lovely young face came towards mine. 
she positioned her face above mine and began streaming the water from her mouth into mine. The water came rather forcefully, and I coughed, and then my face was splashed. Gloria took another sip from her cup, and with her other hand held the back of my head. To my pleasant surprise, she open-mouthed placed her lips on mine and pushed the water with her tongue. She did this a few more times with more sips. When she stepped away, my face was soaked and I was panting for air, but I was delighted that Gloria had done this and with her mother right there. Gloria kept her eyes on me as she grabbed the bottle of water from the table. She poured it on me slowly, including on my head and breasts, and then let me drink from it. Gloria said she liked the slave's skin shiny. Sasser added, she'll be shiny from sweat and sex juice soon enough. Helen encouraged Gloria to take the lead in managing the sex slave. It's your day to imprint yourself on the slave as a mistress with almost total power over the property, while at the same time understanding your power. Imagine as much uninhibited enjoyment as you can, smiled Helen. Helen's expression turned more stern. Of course, you will also learn to manage, for example, keeping the slave at the height of arousal without climaxing, and testing her limits without going too far. Gloria nodded seriously. Yes, I understand, and as we discussed, the first thing I want to do is bring the slave to such a high of arousal she wants to beg for orgasm. I will keep her in that state all day so she's ready for the evening show. I looked at Gloria with wonder. Evening show? Gloria turned to look up at me. She was then sitting right next to me, but I was sitting higher on the stool, my bare spread thighs at eye level. Gloria placed her hand gently on the toned thigh nearest her. I loved her touch. Slave, she looked into my eyes with warmth and also the confidence of being completely in power. Slide up and down. I want you sloppy wet, but don't you dare come, she said. Despite all the things that happened yesterday, when I was a sex-juice oozing and bound dildo-sucking naked slave, I suddenly felt humiliated. I looked down at my flat, hard abs, arousing myself even more, seeing all my smooth skin on display. I noticed my labia around the dildo, glistening in the morning sun. Up and down I slid, soft sounds of my riding and wetness embarrassing me even more. As I rode, I glanced at the four of them, noticing, or thinking anyway, that they were all mesmerised. This thought, their rapt attention on my sexual performance, I, the only one naked, and oozing sex juices, aroused me yet more. Gloria kept her hand on my thigh, feeling the muscles work. That contact fed my libido yet more. Gloria told me to hold near the top of the dildo. She leaned forward to run a finger up the dildo. She then stood to show the others the moisture before having me suck her finger. She sat again and ordered me to continue, but slowly to not risk coming. I wasn't sure where to look, so I looked down. After a while, I stared at Gloria. Then I gave each of the others a turn of steady eye contact. I marvelled at my own bravery to do that. I felt as if I was silently communicating my full acceptance of my sex slavery. I was ashamed of my sexual depravity, but I was simultaneously mentally submitting as a slave yet again to them, giving up my anxieties over making decisions. The decision to do all this had already been firmly made, and I could give up control and guilt. After all, I was no longer in control. To be continued.
there we go. I think that Fit and Trim has really got into the flow of things now. And it seems like the chapters are just getting sexier and sexier. I guess at last they feel like the main groundwork of explaining the contract and the various caveats and the general admin of the situation is all been laid and understood by everyone. There are still some mentions, of course, of the contract. Uh, Helen, of course, promising to take everyone through it yet again in the morning. Thankfully, we didn't have to sit through that. And things got underway pretty quickly. Nice, though, I think, to have a moment with Helen and Lisa having almost a little break together. I know Lisa felt a little bit like she didn't get a break, but at least from Helen's perspective and from the other's perspective, I think that probably counted as her break. Just that little bit there in the morning with her and Helen in the bedroom having the shower uh, where she wasn't allowed to masturbate. (laughs) I think they would say that that counts as a break, knowing this group as well as we know them at this point. Interesting that it is Gloria's turn next. I wasn't expecting that. In fact, I thought maybe it would be Sasa's turn next. I think just because Sasa has proven that she's got a very high libido, and I feel like this must be difficult for her to watch everybody else have the fun while she's sort of sidelined a little bit. Although I guess from Helen's perspective, there aren't any boys on the island. So the whole point of Sasa being involved in this is to keep her away from the boys. That mission is achieved. Now she's here safe on the island. Sasa can just bloomin' well wait her turn. And maybe she's keen to get the newbies, the newcomers, fully on board and show them some fun uh, to get them locked into the situation. And also, I suppose, she wants to work out who's going to be third, fourth and fifth owner. There's that competition element going on at the moment. It's funny as well, isn't it, that Lisa still gets quite self-conscious about being naked. She even surprises herself, I think, with the amount of discomfort she feels, despite that not really being an unusual thing at this point. Maybe Lisa is somebody who's just naturally not very confident about their body, even though they're actually very fit and even quite muscular. And maybe that's some of the thrill of being naked in front of these other women. It's a way for her to bypass the fear that she feels around rejection based on her body. Maybe she's the sort of person that spends her time, even while she's clothed, wondering what people would think if they could see her naked, whether people would approve or would accept her for her body. And so the idea of being naked and taking the plunge into owning her body and not hiding anything is a kind of liberating feeling for her. Maybe that's where some of the fun in being naked around these women comes from, that she's in no doubt anymore whether her nudity would be appreciated or not. But there did seem to be a little bit of doubt in Lisa's mind at some points during that first part of the chapter, quite a lot of moments where she wondered to herself whether she could really put up with this. I don't think we've seen that kind of doubt emerge in such a concrete way before. Up until now, Lisa's been pretty confident that this is what she wants, and it's really, to her, it's been more about convincing everybody else that she's into it and getting permission from other people to be okay with it and enjoy it. There's not been much doubt really within herself that this is what she wants, but now we're seeing some of that come out, and perhaps it's after experiencing quite a loving, romantic time with Gabriella last night 
perhaps now she's wishing just a little bit that she could have a bit more of that instead of more of what she's about to get, which is a lot more humiliation and domination at the hands of everybody else. Lisa's not wrong for wanting to take a little break from being the sex slave. I think if she's the sex slave all the time and that's her only role, then she is going to get used to it and it's going to lose some of its impact. I think actually the owners and mistresses missed a trick there in that they could have allowed her to have quite a nice breakfast and allow her to reassimilate with them on maybe a different level, let her feel as if she's maybe an equal, in a way almost give her a taste of normality before it's all stripped away again in a kind of humiliating fall from grace, which I think could have been really impactful for Lisa. I thought it was nice that they gave her some strawberries to eat. That sounds lovely. Bit weird that she had to eat the green leaves. I don't know that there's... I mean, there's nothing really nasty about eating the leaves, I suppose. Funny that that's a, a, a thing of humiliation. I mean, I guess you wouldn't normally eat the green leaves, but they're very, they're very small they're not, and they don't really taste of much. So, you know, it doesn't seem like too big of a deal. Um, so I wonder why they made such a big deal of it. I did, however, think that a bigger deal was going to be made of the enjoyment of eating those strawberries. We know now from previous chapters that her diet, Lisa's diet, is very bland and she's quite deprived of things with strong flavour and sweet things especially are denied her. And so I can imagine getting to eat something really deliciously sweet like strawberries would have been an explosion of flavour in her mouth. And I didn't get a sense reading it that Lisa fully appreciated what a treat that was. Seems like Gloria has really come out of her shell by this point. Uh, As Helen warned us, it's the quiet ones you've got to watch out for. Uh, Straight into touching the bum, and it wasn't long before there were fingers straight into the anus. (laughs) which is probably not what you want when you're eating a bowl of strawberries. Not that I've ever done that, but I can imagine a finger in the anus would really put you off your strawberries. And in a way, I think a finger up the anus is a bad accompaniment to any foods. I can't think of a meal that would be improved by a finger up the anus while you're eating it. I think it's interesting to see how the night before impacted Gabriella. Seems like she's really got a soft spot for Lisa now, and is actually kind of uncomfortable a little bit with the way she's being treated and kind of slipping up as a mistress and potential owner with the others are having to tell her off sometimes for doing things like giving her a glass of water. I think it's funny that Sasa scolded Gabriella for letting Lisa grab the cup of water with her hands. It's a shame that we didn't actually get to hear what Sasa's dialogue for that was. We just heard that she was she scolded her (laughs) would have been interesting to know what the actual words she said were at that point but gloria with a solution straight away she's it looks like she's really been doing her research um and i got a real flashback of love island (laughs) another island romance a very different kind of island romance experience but with a shared element the element of spitting liquids into each other's mouths that bit always makes me cringe on the show it's so gross when they do those challenges where they have to transfer water from one receptacle to another using only their mouths oh it's just disgusting but that's what lisa (laughs) has signed up for i guess and uh gloria and the gang spitting water into her mouth is 
I guess that's how she drinks her water now. Either that or out of a dog bowl. And in a way, I think it's a good thing that Gloria did think of that because I can't imagine she got much moisture from lapping water up with the tongue. It's all right for dogs and cats. They've got special tongues that have a lot of friction to them and they can sort of, you know, dogs have a really big tongue, don't they? They can sort of scoop the water up with each lick. But humans don't have that. It's not an effective way to drink for a human being. So imagine Lisa is quite thankful to have that water spat into her mouth, purely from a needing hydration point of view. One of my favourite sentences in this part of the chapter so far is when Lisa notices her labia around the dildo glistening in the morning sun. Isn't that a wonderful piece of imagery? (laughs) Glistening in the morning sun. But even though that dildo on the stool thing is one of Lisa's ultimate fantasies, she seemed in a way not really up for it. And she really had to force herself to climb on board. And as she says at the end, in any case, it's out of her control, which is her preference, strangely. Um, But Lisa loves to give up control. And for her, as she says, it's about her giving up any anxieties over having to make decisions. But I do wonder whether she would make these decisions if she did have control. Are they decisions that she wants to make? I don't think that if she had the freedom of her own decisions, she would necessarily have woken up at 9.30 and got straight on the dildo stool. It's interesting that being forced to get on the dildo stool is something that relieves her anxiety. I think if it were me having to get on the dildo stool, I can imagine that being a bit of an anxiety trigger for me, if I'm honest. But there we go. That's part one of chapter 18, the final chapter so far on the Lesbian Slave Island series. If you've enjoyed this first part, then feel free to go on to literotica.com, search for Fit and Trim, and read the rest of this chapter ahead of time. You can do that. I don't consider it cheating. Although, if I'm honest, I feel like you are cheating yourself. Cheating yourself out of the delicious anticipation of having to wait until next week for part two of this chapter. But if you do go on to Literotica, and if you do look at Fit and Trim's profile and read some of her chapters, then please rate the story and maybe leave a comment. It's always nice when you're a creator of something to get engagement from your fans, from the people who consume your work. So if you've enjoyed this story, then let Fit and Trim know that you're enjoying it. I think they would appreciate that. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then subscribe to it, rate it, leave a review or a comment, um, and let me know how much you're enjoying it. Although no weird stuff. I don't want to hear if you're enjoying this in a freaky, weird way. Um, you're, You're welcome to do that. I just don't want to hear about it. Okay? And with that said... I will wish you a pleasant week. Um, I hope you enjoy yourself and keep on the right side of despair. Until next time, goodbye.
can't think of a meal that would be improved by a finger up the anus while you're eating it. 